Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 365. This is Russ, and it's a full house again. I'm Aaron, Rich, and Daryl. Hey. Hello. Hey. We are back. We're getting we're getting near the end. Episode five stories we tell ourselves. So I guess mm-hmm. after after next week I think that's a code word for lies. Yes. Maggie. Well the Marshal The Marshall that, that was the Marshall's line, right? When he was telling yeah, when he was talking to Negan. He's telling his story. Yeah, so I guess we'll be we'll I guess we'll be back on hiatus after next week, right? There's nothing I think so. I guess until yeah, the Daryl show in September. I did the Daryl dog and bike, yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I know that next week we'll have some Comic Con news to talk about, but will there be some spillover news after that that we need to do a, you know, hiatus show? Possibly. Uh, we'll see. So, we'll see. But other than that, I think next week will be it for yeah. until what, Daryl? Yeah, until September. until Daryl because it's the only one that's well that and Rick and Michelle and I, those are filmed. Right. <laughs> those will actually come this year. Right. You know, no one fear will come back right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so until then, stories we tell ourselves. Um, Lies. I'm going to throw this out there right up top. This is my favorite episode of this season so far. Really? You know, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll see what the next week, you know, what the finale does, but this episode wow. clicked for me all, in all kinds of good ways. That's not fair. You're stealing my thunder because this is my favorite one of the of this series so far. That's oh, a, wow. That's a bold claim, Cotton. It's a, yeah, let's see what the strategy is. <laughs> I, I will say I was... This episode took a turn that uh, that turned me around. So uh, I, I think I'm I think I'm leaning leaning towards you guys because, like I said, I was I was. We'll, we'll talk about it, but like it does one thing, or I'm like, okay, but then it does another thing. It's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then it does another thing yeah. that you're like, yeah, okay, all right. So we're in the sewer. Uh, lots of dead bodies around. I love the comment. Like this is what it's like to hot box people. <laughs> I thought dead that people. was hot box dead people. Yeah, I thought that was a that was pretty funny. There's a couple of lines in here that that, that were pretty pretty good. Um, as Maggie uh, is leaning over, messing with her bag, Ginny gets a hint of her stuffed animal, so she sees that um, that Maggie Maggie picked it up, um, and Tommaso warns them about the methane, like. Tells him like, hey, if you start to get dizzy or lightheaded or nauseous or whatever, you know, just keep in mind that's probably, that's the methane kicking in since they're in the sewer. Um, and he gives up the game like right, like for me as a viewer, like I'm already like, okay, something's going on. And at yeah. First, yeah, yeah. At first, I'm like, wait, so was he like bitten? Is he trying to hide that? But then I'm like, ah, uh, no, there's something stupider happening. <laughs> there's a there's a quick scene. I don't know if it's right here or a little bit later, but where. Um, what's the girl's name? Amelia Amaya. Amaya. When she's reaching for something in the backpack or something, and he just snatches it away, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Okay, he's the mole. He's Which probably one? bit. He's he disappeared. He disappeared for a minute. Yeah. Which is no, funny because I, I, they gave him up right away. Yeah, because <laughs> last week we kind of were speculating. We think, well, it's clearly not one of those two. <laughs> um, because it seems dumb. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um all right, so then we well, cut the guy was dumb. <laughs> yeah. We cut to Negan and the Marshal uh walking down the street. Um and then and then we get him inside the so there's a weird thing that happens here with Negan and the Marshal. They look so last week, remember they were holed up in what looked like a store, right? Right, right. So they show him walking down the street 
And then they show him in the store, which looked like the store they were in from last week. And then they show him walking after this, they'll show him walking down the street again. I almost wonder if there was a weird edit thing going on. Like they needed to add this conversation in and they just got the edit out of order. Like something was funky with that. Like it just seemed weird that, that they were, I was confused why they were moving again when they were somewhere safe. And then I thought, Oh, he's going to go somewhere that maybe he's thought of, but then, they go to another abandoned store, don't they? Yeah. I mean, it just didn't make sense. That part didn't make sense. I didn't think about a weird edit or anything, though. It, it, yeah, it just seemed like it was like a continuity thing. But anyway, they end up back in, in, in the store kind of hiding out on the side of the street. <clears throat> and, and this is – so, again, this was kind of a point of contention that we talked about last week. But we get confirmation that Negan killed one magistrate. Um, or or one marshal, uh, and f- and four men, and sure. Negan makes a point of saying like, well, if you know, he basically goes on about what they did to his wife and how if if you know the marshal basically said, look, if if you saw what they did to my wife, um, and saw what kind of shape she was in, she was barely alive, you would have you would have done the same thing. Yeah, and then. I, it- there's not much room for like whatever else at this point as far as like what happened exactly, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, you you get the idea that it Pearlie's going off of pure principle as opposed to anything else as far right. as what's guiding him, right? <clears throat> so at this point, like Negan almost makes like he's kind of like looking, like leaving the store. He like looks outside, and then Pearly kind of catches him, uh, takes his knife, uh, and then we cut back to Maggie and them in the sewer. <clears throat> this is pretty gnarly where they come up to the, to the, to, in the sewer, they come up to like this dead end area and there's this like material, this like wall of material that's like in front it of them. Gnarly. And, and I think it would, is it, I think Tommaso says like, it's, it's fat. fat. It's just like people fat. <laughs> so it's like a wall <laughs> of fat. <laughs> it was just like, it's just gnarly. <laughs> Imagine yeah. the soap that Tyler Durden could make out of that. Exactly. Oh yeah. Soap would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is where Maggie tries to tell Ginny about ne- Negan's true nature. Like she calls know, him hey, a monster, a monster. You don't really know yeah. who he is. It's harsh. Yeah, and it's I. I'll say this because I, I think it builds over the course of the episode. I think Lauren Cohen's very good in this episode. Um, yes. I I don't I don't always compliment her the same way I compliment Jeffrey Dean Morgan because I just think he's a better actor. But I do think that she has to put in a lot of work here, <laughs> like throwing the emotion down. Yeah, and I, I think and, and I think a lot of it comes from the fact that she's trying to. She's telling herself that this is all true, regardless of what she knows to be true. Where it's like, well, yes, he's done monstrous things, but at this point, like, is he really a monster? Or was he just monstrous at a certain point in his life? But he has to convince this little girl, he's not that little, this this young lady, uh, that he's just an awful person. And she's like screaming these things about it. It's like, oh, boy, <laughs> this, is, this is a mental workout she's trying to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of like Laura Croft vibes from Maggie this week. Yeah, and then the whole you know we'll we'll get to it, but periods of the methane kind of taking her over where she's semi lucid, yeah, you know that that that's, boy are you stubborn with that? Like take yeah. the air, lady. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. I could see it's not the air's fault that Tommaso lied. Like, right, yeah. and I understand her suspicion of him, and then later the reveal, but. He obviously didn't spike it with something. He's using it himself. Yeah. So take that damn air, lady. God, I, I that that bugged me. Yeah, I didn't get why she didn't take it. No, I get it. She's Maggie, and she's a stubborn. You know, that's just how she no, is. I but she I, didn't take at it this point, it's it. like, come on, lady, you're gonna die if you don't take care of yourself. Well, once the kid got, I thought she didn't take it because she thought it was poisoned or something. Right, but I mean, the kid was but, using it. Right, well, Tomasa. once the kid started, yeah, once they yeah. started using it, that's when I was like, okay, now she can use it. That didn't make any sense why she didn't after yeah. that. Except they wanted to have, uh, you know, cool effects where she's... Right, and you know, I got uh-huh, that. I guess. 
And that, I mean, it didn't really bother me that bad, but I was just like, man, come on. <laughs> so then we cut back to Negan and the marshal. Again, they're walking down the street. So they left the, the again, the store they were in, they're walking down the street. And they mentioned the marshal says, like, they're going to go back to the pier. And Negan's like, yeah, but the Croat is obviously taking your boat. Like, what what are we doing here? Why would we go there? And Negan Negan has this good line where he goes, he goes, it seems like you're a few ass hairs short of a dingleberry. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. Um, and then the marshal tells him, he's like, yeah, but the pier itself is floating, so we could disconnect the you know por- portion of the pier from from the land and just use it as a boat to to get away. Um, so it's like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, talk yeah. yeah, let's have a talk about our jobs now. Yeah. Let's fact check that. Daryl, is that true? You have to fact check. Docs float. You've seen them. <laughs> there you go. Period. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Daryl, the, the nautical expert. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's our, he's our New York City expert. Mm-hmm. I got yeah, but, you, but you know how things work in the world. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't. We don't need Bill Nye to get in here to tell you what you know. This floats. Um, the next, the spinoff of is a cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it, it, they they kind of get to this portion where they're pu- being chased by. I won't call it like a full horde, but it's like a mini horde. It's like enough that they can't over. Overwhelm it, especially with Pearly being Pearly's bad leg injured. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that they start like a kind of a hurried shuffle. It's like, I guess we should get out of here. And they're like, oh, there's a lot of you guys. <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> <Yeah>. going. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're able to find. I love that there's a lot of like impromptu things around here. So it's like, what is it, like a refrigerator door or something in front of the opening of this building that they're able to pry open? And it, it's just, I like the fact that, you know, because everything is so porous. There's all these mechanisms that people have come across over time to seal up entrances and exits and things like that. So some of them are just straight up boarded. Some of them are, you know, like makeshift things that are just kind of stuck together to um, to to have, you know, uh, doors or barriers. So I thought that was kind of cool. Refrigerators are multi-purpose. Ask Indiana Jones. That's right. Um, I mean, it served one purpose. It stored something. I mean, there's a yes. <laughs> And it was um, great. Do it again. Double it. <laughs> so they get inside this building, and there's this interesting art piece in front of them. It's like this almost looks like a bed frame with like a bunch of uh, of baby dolls that where like the torsos in the middle, and there's like limbs, you know, in arcs around the the middle of the torso. Um, it's pretty, pretty crazy looking. Um, I don't know if any of you ever watched Bones when it was on, but it reminded Did Bones me Bones constantly scene. have multi-armed crazy monsters in it? There yeah, was, a, I there was I this serial Bones killer, Demigorgon, that went by the name Demigorgon or something like that. But anyway, he would collect his, the bones of his victims, and then he would make things just like that with the bones. And then they'd get up and chase people. No. Uh, Did you ever watch Bones with kidding. Snoop Dogg? <laughs> Where, no. Okay, anyway, don't follow um, up there. That's just a sentence I wanted to say out loud. Um, <laughs> I have it. It's fun. <laughs> Got Pam Greer. Nice. He uh, plays a character that's against dealing drugs. What? <laughs> they, yeah, they, 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 kill, they kill him. We should talk about this more. They kill him in the 70s because he was refusing to deal drugs. Which is reasonable. I mean, if you want, you know, he can get high himself. He doesn't need to deal it to kids. He don't want to deal drugs with kids. It's a respectable thing. And they killed uh, him. Then he comes back as a ghost later on to get nice. his revenge. There's a part. There's a part where he's cut off people's heads. This is my favorite part. There's a part where he cut off. He's cut off some people's heads and he has them with him. And they kind of talk now because, like, that's just how things work in Ghost World. Uh, but he walks. Uh-huh. Uh, he walks to like a guy's room. The man who, like, one of the people responsible for murdering him who has not seen Bones for, you know, since he murdered this man, let alone shouldn't expect to because he's a ghost or he's dead. <laughs> but he walks in, and the guy's, the guy's like, in this reaction is, Bones, how did you get in here? And then Snoop Dogg's line is like, all the things you should be asking yourself right now, you wonder how the fuck I got in here? It's the <laughs> best. It's... <laughs> that sounds like we need to do a watch-along and record it. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I like Bones. 
Anyway, this this evil dead monster. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so we come back to Maggie and crew, and they miraculously find O2 tanks. And the first thing I thought of was like, was Madison here? Is it, are these Madison's <laughs> oxygen tanks? That's what I thought of, too. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, rug show, dummy. Uh, and then now is – so after they find these oxygen tanks, they're like, oh, yeah, the crew must have had some people here that just stored these just in case they needed them. And now mm-hmm. – um, and and so at this point, Amaya's like, hmm, I wonder who tipped off the Croat. Somebody had clearly had to have tipped him off because it was too convenient. She already convenient. knows. Yeah. She needs yeah. somebody else to tell her what she's already yeah. figured out in her head. Yeah. <laughs> she said, you lie. They're like, maybe it she was knows Luther. but doesn't want to know. Yeah. Maybe it was Luther. And, and Maggie's like, mm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Luther. <laughs> she uses her spider sense and takes a turn around like it was him. Yeah. So yeah, of course Maggie says it was Tommaso. She said he hid the, you know, of course he hid the tanks in his bag. And so she's like, "Why did?" At first she's like, "Why did you take your backpack off before, um, before you found those tanks?" And I was like, "What? What did she? What did she get?" I didn't understand what she was getting at. And then I was like, "Oh, oh I figured, duh. no." He took he took clear. the backpack off so he could sneak them out of it and then be yeah. like, "Oh, look what I found." Which is why he was turning away with the backpack when Amaya was trying to get to it earlier. Right. Which is when I first figured out he's a he's a stinking rat, which isn't really true, but is true. Well, it's true as far as people died because of him. So stinking rat, I think, applies in this yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people died, including his uh, what his mother or whatever, right? But you also yeah, see, the, well, in, the, like, yeah. when Maggie's confronting him when he's dying, you can see, oh, I don't want to spoil, we're not to that part yet. I mean, you, you can feel bad all you want to, you still did the thing. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying is, it's understandable no that he did it for the reasons he did it. Yeah. So the, when Amaya finally kind of... It's a... As Kate Capshaw sang in Temple of Doom, anything goes. Anything goes, yes. <laughs> Which comes to play later on. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Tamaya, Tommaso and Amaya kind of have this conversation. And Amaya, when she kind of comes to grips with the fact that it was Tommaso, he, he tells her, like, this is a fantasy to take back the island. They were never, it was never going to happen. They, they had nobody left either. You know, that's the other thing is their people were just so dwindled down to nothing. He's like, okay, this is a, this is a fever dream. If we think we're going to be able to take this Island back from this guy. And so of course he uses the, I did it for you, uh, excuse. But I think he demonstrates that later when he's dying, that he really did do it for her. Even though it was a stupid move, I, I don't know. Well, it's a didn't dumb idea. It. It's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just a. It, it there's a variety of reasons. It was the bad choice to make. Yeah. Um. So then we cut back to Negan and the Marshal. This part to me was a little weird. So it, this almost looks like it's a school that they're in. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's like, what I thought yeah. it was. A school or a daycare center, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, so they, they go, end up going out to the bus later. I think that's, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a school. So they go inside the, this classroom, and they see a man sitting in a chair with an axe, like, driven clear into the middle of his skull. And with two big piles of books, uh, uh, you know, piled up in front of him on a desk. And the marshal just kind of looks at him like weird and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on. I, I never quite understood what he was thinking about his brother. His brother killed himself yeah. just in almost yeah. the same way. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. He was also wondering what was the last saw movie I watched? It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like if five was bad, but six has the healthcare thing, but mm-hmm. then they go 3d and that was terrible. But then they make jigsaw, which isn't really connected to the series, but they made it anyway. Then they made, Spiral, which is even less connected to the series, and it's not funny, even though that's Chris Rocket. I don't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was go- all of that was going through his head. Oh, <laughs> clearly, Cle- clearly. But yeah, it's a, well, it's a sticky situation. I mean, that, that's one hell of a way to off yourself, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I would assume he was dying, obviously, or he just really wanted to get clever um, and have a fun Friday night. And what set up an axe that would. I assume very like thrustfully, like a trebuchet kind of thing. Yeah, I'm exactly. assuming. Yeah, to make sure it you know 
connects and kills him instantly. Because I don't think you want to have the old half axe, but you don't you don't want to half axe it. That's no. what I'm saying. That's right. Um. So at this point, Negan he kind of sees somebody walk past him, and then quietly walks around the corner and then as they're leaving he he sees it's a walker so as him and him the marshal go he grabs the walker throws it on the marshal and then uses that as an opportunity to try and get away um but as negan tries to get out the door the door's been sealed shut because obviously the the person in there didn't want the walkers getting in and, and Pearly, a man who was unarmed and chained up, is having the most difficulty taking care of this one <laughs> this, yes. this one walker now that he has arms free and weapons. Yes. <laughs> um, Hate when that happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't really matter because Negan can't get, like, by the time Negan gets the door freed up and open, the marshal catches up to him. And so this, is, this part was a little weird because... Negan well, says, he, "All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll cut you I'll cut you a, a deal. I'll help you get out of here. Um, but but you got to stop this whole pursuit and you know trying to bring me in thing. And and the marshal's like, no deal. And Negan's like, no. like no deal. Like what? <laughs> like what do you mean no deal? <laughs> um, but then he helps him anyway. And I I had a bit so." I had a little bit of a hard time with this because I'm like, I, even though this is like a changed Negan, I still don't, I still no. don't think he would do this. But but no, then we get a little bit of explanation later that I'm like, okay, that 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 actually does kind of make sense given that these marshals are so like hardcore and by the book. I could, I could see them making that logical leap, um, and and Negan thinking that okay. Maybe if I really, really, really show this guy that I'm going to help him get out of here, um, he'll he you know he'll he'll come around. So I bought it. I, I get that there is narrative contrivance to keep these two together. I understand that that's what's taking place here. But at the same time, like I, I think the work has been done for me to be like, well, he's clearly he's not like a threat to Negan. He's a foil. Like it's so it's it's not a life or death thing. And I get that Negan is on this side of. I don't have a. I have enough empathy for this man to not want to see him be like destroyed by walkers. Like he's not. It, it, it's his cause is not in my interest, but he himself is not a person that I need to deny life to. Like yeah. I, I can, I can work with him the best I can. And in the meantime, yes, I can try to be as convincing as I can as Negan to tell him to you know leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. So then we cut back to the sewer, um, and at this point. You know, they're still trying to find their way out or through, and and Maggie tries to talk to Amaya and says, "Look, you you guys can come home with me. Like you can take, you know, Ginny, and and you can go to the bricks and 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 live there." Um, Maggie goes to walk up to Tommaso, um, and and this is where she starts to get the fade out thing, where the the methane is clearly affecting her. Um, it was a pretty weird effect because it was like, mm-hmm. you know, front front facing camera, you know, the kind of, a, uh, just a very circular, I don't know if they, I don't know how, I mean, the, it was a weird effect. Cause it was like the, it was like a round, almost like the lens of the camera. We're seeing like literally through the lens of the camera, uh, facing, facing forward. Um, as she was, she was kind of fading out. Um, it was like she got high. Yeah. Yeah. And then at this point, some of these walkers that are in the sewer are not completely dead. And so uh, they start to uh, come up, and uh, Amaya and Tommaso get caught up in this, and Amaya gets gets pretty eviscerated by one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Tommaso kind of takes it on the neck. And at this point, he's still kind of with it, and he tries to go over to find to he tries to go to Amaya and Maggie stops him because a she knows he ain't gonna make it either and he doesn't need to make that the last thing he sees before uh, he dies. Um, and so then then there were two. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, I didn't see this coming. I, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't think we we're like I, 
you know, maybe we lose one, but it's like, we just lost everybody last week. And, but again, I also kept thinking, well, this is six episodes. We don't have time to like futz around. Yeah, we don't, got we time. don't care. Yeah, about but it. I thought so, Tommaso and Amaya were going to be characters like for a couple of seasons or so. No, I, I think that. I mean, not now, but like. Not now, but I mean, that's what I, I thought. But I, I hear you as far as there's potential to see them carry on, but I'm also. For what I like this, I said, you know, not the fact that they're dead, but the fact that like the show isn't afraid to be like, yeah, like this is the for one thing, this is the Walking Dead. That's this is our thing. Let's kill off people, but also, yeah, good, good. Like you know, let's let's get this narrative moving. Let's not stall. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they died. They're they're not, they did not make it. Uh, then I we mean, cut to the Croat. We who... could spend half of the season, you know just wondering where they are and then they find them in the barn. Sure. We could spend half, <laughs> we could spend half the season or like most, you know, we could spend maybe, I don't know, seven out of eight episodes talking about things and worrying, wondering like if they're scrolls, why don't you just kill them right there? Why do you have to wait the whole time and like finally get rid of them? No, it's okay. You have to play deep. Instead, they just get rid of them. It was great. It, was, it, was, it sped things up. Are you banging on secret invasion? I'm not banging on Secret Division. I'm making fun of it. If I was banging on it, I'd like it more. <laughs> oh man! Ouch. Nice. I'm I'm loving it, but I haven't started it. I'm enjoying. It. I, I like the parts that aren't dull. So I'm like a big fan of twenty percent of the series. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It didn't need to be six episodes. So the now we get the crow out who dries up to. I'm guessing this is like the St. Francis Hotel. I'm assuming. Um, or, or the theater, I guess, is probably a more apt uh, apt description. Uh, the Croat goes in. There's a lot of weirdness going on in here. This reminded me of like the um, the wrestling arena from Escape from New York. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's just kind of like a lot of weird characters, like up in the yeah. balcony, and uh, you know, uh, clear. There's a guy playing the piano, and for like half a second, it's like, is this a flashback when it first arrived? And I was like, oh no, we're at current time. Yeah, right. I was kept checking at his ear. <laughs> yeah, because he was wearing a beanie, very specifically to hide his ear. Like he was very humbled coming yes. into this place, which was interesting to me. That's why I also thought it was a flashback. Was like he's not stately at all right now. He's no. very much playing himself down, which was interesting. Right. So he goes and then goes backstage, goes into this room. There's a woman sitting at like a dressing table. Um, and we find out it's, I don't know if you guys watch Ozark, but this is Lisa Emery from Ozark who played uh, Nadine from like the, yeah, the, you know, the, the lady whose husband, they own the, they basically grew poppies or whatever to grow opium. In yeah, the, she's a lot cleaner in this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, that's a scary thought. Um, but she's she's playing this character called the Dama, um, and clearly the Croat seems to be subservient to her. Like she, I, yeah. I'm definitely getting a vibe of she is either in control or has some sort of. Power us. He's like a dog to her by the when he's like licking her palm. He's definitely subservient. Yeah. To the yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing to introduce this character so late in the show. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought too. Well, strange. I mean, again, they clearly I'm loving have, it. They clearly are setting sights on having more than just this season. Like that's that's what yeah, it's like. Yeah, this. Like, yes, no, this I agree. is the introduction of the greater world of New York. <laughs> right. Um, like that new Spider-Man game that's going to have Harlem in it. You know. Yeah. What. Because they deleted it the first time. <laughs> like, no, New York just kind of stops after this point. That's yes, <laughs> no more. I feel like there's a little bit more up there, but all right. Uh, so he tells her that the threat's been neutralized, but Negan is on the island. So again, you get the feeling that she knows Negan as well. I'm I'm guessing because he mentioned her by name, and she seemed to, it, it seemed to have some meaning to her. So. I thought that at first, too, and it's still a possibility, but I'm also wondering if he, when he just discovered about Negan, like we learn what we learn later in the episode in that actual flashback, I thought maybe it could be he has just told her about Negan and what he did and all of that stuff, and that's why she's like, he'll be an asset. I think she already knows whatever he's I mean, she, already. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, he's going there to clearly tell her, like, we didn't get the thing we wanted, which was Negan. I mean, there's... Right. Yeah. Um, 
So then we come back. It also, to- it's like I'm, I'm curious to see obviously where this goes, but also it does explain last week as far as the Croats' kind of excitement over the fact that Negan was around. Right, right, right. Yeah, and also at the end of this episode, this uh, has a little more, more meaning. So, uh, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was interesting. But again, I still even even knowing what I know based on the end of the episode, I still. I still get the impression that she knows who he is outside of just reputation from the Croat. But, but I guess that remains to be seen. Well, um, yeah, they, yeah. they read Negan magazine back in the day. So they <laughs> yes. had a big, uh... and then she, of course, she, oh, she was the designer of the PE teacher of the year award trophy. So that also, you know, factors into sense. her. That'd be funny yeah. if she was the principal of the school. That she was the principal of the school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just thinking that. And I'm like, <laughs> It'd be hilarious. That would be, Nuts. Um, all right, so Maggie opens up to Ginny about not letting Negan know she's there, and so this is this is kind of an interesting m- moment for Maggie. Um, and and again, in the moment, it means one thing, and then very shortly after, it means something completely different. Which I think what makes this this is where the episode I think turned for me to really be something interesting. Um, so she tells Ginny that um, she really had two motives for, for, for getting the Croat is one. She wants him dead because he's stealing their grain and eventually he's going to steal it all to the point where they're all going to starve. And, and she has, and he has her son and um, she had said all of that before. Right. Right. We, right. Like including the the grain and stuff. Like that's not the first time we hear it. I think that's why Jenny went and checked. The grain silo. Yeah, and yeah. Chocolate. I'm just saying, as an audience member, I'm not finding out like this other thing he also supposedly did the first time. Like we heard, I, I was pretty sure. I just Co- sure. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how the story started with. Oh, he came and took some grain. Yeah, because I was thinking about like because it's you know uh, seven samurai. It's a bug's life. It's you know the the grasshoppers come. They stole our stuff. Yes, <laughs> and and then it was like oh, it used to be he'd come once a year. Now and then she said, I think like he was coming like once a month, like it, it just became like an accelerated thing. And then when they started falling behind, that's when, you know, she, they, they, uh, that's when he the, took the story grew larger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He comes, he comes once a month. He sends messages. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he knocked over T dog's bus. So he can't pick up the children <laughs> after school anymore. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and she, he, she tells Jenny is like, okay, if Negan knows you're here, it all falls apart because I need Negan to go get my son. And if he knows you're here, he's going to do nothing but protect you and getting Herschel back is going to be secondary. And she's like, do you understand what I'm saying? Or do you, do you know, and Jenny's like, yep, I get it. I'm, I'm all on board. And and at this point it's like, Oh, okay. This all makes sense. Like she's explaining to the kid what's up. And the kid is like, okay, yeah, I realize I may have been a little rash and silly beforehand, but, but, but now that you're explaining this all to me and, and, and it makes more sense. And then, and then obviously in a, in a bit, this all gets turned on its head, but um, yeah. So after that scene, we cut back to Negan and the marshal, they find a school bus, they get on the bus, uh, Negan finds the first aid kit. And of course the marshal's like, how did you know that was there? And he's like, Oh yeah, gym teacher. Um, and then this is where we get to, uh, because the idea of a medical kit on a first aid kit on a bus is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Where you can yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where, where any child that goes on a bus can see that it's plainly up sitting there all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. But I, I think I think the marshal. That's why he's a dock worker, Russ. I have not kidding. <laughs> I have nothing against dock workers. <laughs> oh, we're gonna you're gonna get canceled over that one. <laughs> um. The, the ILWU is coming after you, buddy. <laughs> they will have to resist you. Uh, all right, so we—I think the marshal. I think I think the marshal actually speaks more in the next like four minutes than he has in the entire show combined. Oh, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But we get to know a, a bit about 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 Pearly at this point, where he talks about his brother. His brother, kind of a bad C, got mixed up with drugs, went into a fit at one point and attacked his mother. Um, his brother got a job on the docks, and then he thought, okay, well, I know I need to get a job on the docks because it was his older brother. Um, and then it just turns out he just kind of kept spiraling out of control. And so kind of when the world went to crap, um, 
Pearly got out with his mom and his dad, but they left a brother behind. And he has a lot of guilt, even though his brother had problems and and issues. He still obviously harbors a lot of guilt uh, about uh, about leaving him behind. And that's where we get the, the stories we tell ourselves. Like basically like, you know, um, he, he tries to find the good. Yeah, why? Well, how to justify. Yeah, yeah. But as Daryl and I know, you never leave a brother behind. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I thought it was interesting that we actually get some 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 around. I thought they did a good job of making him a character that I actually can care more about, like giving him some personality and kind of us learning more about him. So. My hope is if they do make more than one season out of this show, that that he's a character that kind of hangs around. Yeah, I, I think. And again, I think they're kind of clearly setting up that that if that's the case, um, that I think so too. That he will be, because um, again, they're kind of humanizing him a little bit more and and giving him some uh, some motivation as to maybe why he he is the way he is. Um, back with Maggie and Ginny in the tunnel. And again, there's tons of dead everywhere. Um, Maggie gets stuck um, as she's, you know, they're walking towards the end of the tunnel to climb back up. She gets stuck. She tells Ginny to go to just, you know, get out and, and run. Um, and then we get probably, the, again, we've mentioned a few times in this show and other show. I like when the show does something really cool and interesting and new with, with walkers because we've had so many seasons and so many episodes of this show at this point. But we get this crazy like nest of walkers uh, that goes after Maggie, which is just like a a walker stuck to a walker stuck to a walker. And then as a surprise one, (laughs) yeah, as it's attacking her, it's like a, I, it, it, you could either go the, Oh, that's like an alien move, you know, where the head comes out of the stomach or Quado from, uh, from Total Recall. It's like a little, maybe a little bit of both. Quado is what I thought of. Yeah. I was thinking this is something like a, like Jill Valentine. I have to deal with this in a Resident Evil at some point. Like, that too. It, it, that too. But again, you know, it's, very, it's gross and crazy. And I, I was, Yeah, I but at it. least because at first for a second I thought, are they going to say like this is some mutated thing? But then I, you know, it was oh, clear yeah. that it's just they got entwined and yeah. caught yeah. up with each other. Yeah, they, they they present a logic that I respect when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just somehow zombie figured out how to move in unison to actually go. I don't know. It was cool. I thought, I thought it was awesome. It was pretty cool. Um, and so that between that and the methane, like Maggie's kind of feeling it. And so she's able to get on her knife and stab like the seven heads attached to this thing that are still yeah. making it go. Um, and then we get a little jump scare. Kind they of get, yeah. They give a jump scare one. Yeah. Which was cool. Again, it, it really worked as, as ridiculous as this thing was. Um, it really worked and you could definitely tell they put a lot of craft in it. Uh, I, I watched the little behind the scenes thing they do after the, I did too. Um, after yeah, the episode, cool. and most there was a lot of practical with this. So this wasn't just like a, a, a you know a person in a green suit and then just all CGI. It was, I mean, obviously there's CGI elements to it, but they had some green, you know, actors in green suits that you know were kind of puppeteering uh, the the, arms. the majority of this thing. Yeah, um, so there was there was some practical elements to to what they were doing here. So uh, so it was pretty cool. <clears throat> So Maggie finally is able to get up, get to the other end, goes to where the the to climb out of there, and finds written on the wall, and I'm assuming is blood or Walker guts or whatever is the word liar. Greasy Grimer Walker gloves. Yes, yes, is the word liar. Um, this is where the editing I think gets a little weird because there's some intercutting here, and because both of the scenes they're portraying, which is the current what's going on currently. Mm-hmm. And the flashback are both at night. Yeah, it threw me off. And and it it, it threw me off for a second because I was like, "What is going?" Like, at one point she's like leaving, and the next point she's like on the motorcycle, and then she's right. like climbing. Like, it took me a minute to 
not a minute, but it's okay. It, old people, <laughs> come on, keep up here. <laughs> I, hey, I'm old too, and I I didn't have any problem figuring. That. Maybe I've just been watching enough Mission Impossible movies lately to get the old bait and switches with editing. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm also looking down to take my notes and look back up again. So you know, fair, but I yeah, okay. I, to be I, fair, I, I'm just old. I, <laughs> he, look, he looks down, but he looks up again. Like I heard you say, I caught I on fairly you... quick. It just at first it was a little jarring as to what 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 they were really trying to convey. But wow. I did too on the eighth watching of the episode. I tried. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was like because I because I really like this sequence because I for one thing was I guess wasn't thrown off at first. I was just like, okay, she wrote liar. What does that mean? And then it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna get like a little glimpse back into. Yeah, into why she left to begin with, what she got, why she went to the mm-hmm. island. Yes, and I, I just thought I thought this was all really cool because I was I like, because well, like it's this show's getting like it's like whatever. multiple tricks that are going on right now. It's yes. like oh, this show's this we're getting the prestige right now. We're getting the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm into this right now. Yeah. So we again, the big reveal is the fact that when Ginny goes to the grain silo and pops it open, it's completely full. They have plenty of food. So they're definitely not starving. So at that point, she knows that that Maggie's full of crap, which is probably why she came to find Negan. Yeah, yeah. She's piecing that together for sure. Yeah. And it's also like I'm sitting there thinking, like, am I dumb? Like, New York probably has plenty of like they like. Why would they come to like off an island to get grain? Like that's yeah. Really yeah, it did seem weird. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So at this point, Maggie, because she's kind of like, I think at this point she knows, okay, the jig is probably up, and so she's starting that's to panic. Why she didn't show the the bear, right? That's the real reason why probably she didn't show Negan the bear because if, yep. if they come right. in contact with the kid, the kid will let her know, let him know that right. he was alive. In the first yes, day. and also yeah, for, yeah. So at this point, we get Maggie's flashback perspective, right? And so mm-hmm. it's it's a little erratic because obviously they're trying to portray the fact that she's kind of like huffed a bunch of <laughs> methane, so she's a oh little, yeah she's a little she's a little messed up. Um, but that's good shit. Yeah, but it basically comes pieced together that they took Herschel in order to use Maggie as leverage to go get Negan. So like it's like okay, you want your son back? You bring us Negan and get us Negan, and we'll give you your son back. Um. And they, you know, again, they give her the wanted poster and she takes off. So the, the whole thing was a ruse um, from, from, a good from, one. from the get go. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> because it all, what I like is that all of this makes so much more sense than they stole my son and our grain. Yes. And yep. the only way I could get that back is if I find the one person I really hate. It's like, that sounds, I mean, that's a, like she that's couldn't a form up a posse, right? Like on her own. Yeah, like it's like this is this is a little sweaty when I think when I actually like say this out loud and think about it, it's like this makes so much more sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is a great plot. Yeah. I really like this. So it's like this is what it was like. Oh, this show's pulling some moves. I've been I've been I'm happy about this for sure. So then at this point, Ginny, ha- having escaped, fires off the flare as a signal. Um, Maggie sees the flare being fired. Negan sees the flare being fired. And that's kind of where we end things is now it's it's we're at the last episode and clearly going to see how this all coalesces And if, you know, Ginny is able to tell Negan what's going on or, you know, if Maggie gets to him first or she gets to Ginny first. Like, do you this, think Negan knows that's Ginny, though? Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. Flare he gave her. Yeah, yeah. the flare. Yeah, but I mean, anybody can have flares. I, I think the shows doesn't need to add too many complications to that. No, yeah. so the the show's just, trying to show wants you to know that Negan right. knows what's going on. Plus, right? we had that whole scene. That's the point of putting that scene in there where he gave her that. I forgot he gave her the yeah. So that's where we end it. So, how many Barazzi's do we give this episode, Richard? Well. I'm giving this one four and a half. I I loved almost every moment of this one, even with some of the stuff like Tomaso bringing the 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 rat 
being telegraphed right away, all of that stuff. I still loved it. I thought, I don't know, it had a very video game feel to it with them going through the sewers and stuff. I, I just loved that. I thought um, learning the whole ruse that Maggie's been pulling over this entire time and everything that she's been doing just to ultimately betray Negan. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think it's just very intriguing, very well done. Um, like you said, um, what's the marshal's name? Pearly. Pearly. Um, you know, that was the most we've heard him talk, but I thought that that was one of the best scenes that we've seen in a while of a character just, you know, laying everything out like that. So I don't know. I really, really liked it. Four and a half Barazzi's from this guy. Daryl. Um, I, I, I didn't. Wow. I was surprised everybody loved it. I mean, not that it was a bad episode, but I just didn't think it was the best, but, um, I mean, the revelation was cool. I, I mean, but I, I figured it'd be something to show that Maggie was just, you know, wasn't as clean. Like, that was what we needed, right? We had that discussion last episode about them not really showing Maggie doing something, right? you know, kind of bad. And then finally we did get that, so that was good. Um, it had some telegraphed portrayals in the, you know, with the Tomas and, and whatnot. But, I mean, overall, it was a good episode. It, I, um, it worked. Uh, I like the reveal. I give it a three and a half. Nice. Aaron? Um, I'm right at a four, because like, I, I do think this is the best one. I think it's really good. I can agree that the certain aspects are telegraphed. I don't disagree there as far as just setting up things for later. But like it did, it just hit me the right way when it came to not only real, cause it's like, it's like twists or twists. Like you could have a twist and that's fine. What I, the best kinds of twists are ones where the narrative isn't upset in a way that like, I, I could still revel in all the good stuff that was happening. And I just get like a cherry on top as far as like, Oh, there's something new that I learned also. So like this episode, as I said, I think it's really well acted. I think that's a big part of it for me as to why I like it so much. I think like in addition to the show, pulling some moves off that, Yes, got by me. Um, I, I do think that the the value of those performances makes it worthwhile. And yes, getting to expand on Pearly, I think that's helpful. It, you know, Negan's in the pot. More Jeffrey Morgan's in the pocket, so I'm not really concerned with him. But like, Cohan's doing her like it's just all coming together quite well. And so, if I'm judging it by like what I've seen from the series so far, this is an excellent version of what Dead City has to offer. So yeah, I'm at four Barazzi's. I'm I'm also going to give it four. I I really enjoyed. Um, what they were doing. I, I think the twist is there's not often in times in the show, this either show where they've really given us any kind of twist that felt like clever or, um, I mean, it's not really a show of twists and turns and, you know, deception and things like that. It's, it's, it's usually pretty straightforward in its approach to storytelling. Um, so the fact that we kind of, get a setup for this whole story that was told, you know, basically based on a lie that, you know, where I think, I think we all kind of were like, okay, is this is bad writing for some of this weirdness or it was nice to kind of come to see that it wasn't that, that, that there was actually a little bit of a, of a switch here to, to kind of set things up. So curious to see how, how it ends as we, as we get into the last episode next week. So, so yeah, four for me, what did the Facebook group have to say, Mr. Newarth? That is a fabulous question. We do have our Facebook group, uh, WDTV Pod, yeah, the Facebook.com slash group slash WDTV Podcast, uh, where we post our uh, our, uh, our posts uh, for everyone to contribute their own Barazzi ratings so we can read them here on the show. However, despite the fact that I took care to prepare this post and say, hey, we're going to record specifically on Thursday this week. Nobody gave us any ratings. <laughs> oh, no. That's really unfortunate. People liked the fact that I posted this. There are likes for the fact that I posted a post, but no one contributed. Anyway, so I, I implore you, if you want to. There's you know, one to... comment. <laughs> what, is, what does this say? Uh, Richard Chubtoad Sheldon writes, it was great. 
<laughs> and then I just see fart emoji, um, smiley face, smiley face. Um, uh, was it a um, winking face? And then hourglass. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I I implore everyone if you want to like hear. We're happy to hear. We like hearing your opinions because it gives us a, a place to go as far as like what we're you know how to read the room when it comes to some of these things. Uh, get onto groups and make sure to you know, log your episodes. Uh, maybe you're just not watching the show yet and you're just listening to the episodes because you're like, yeah, I got to hear what these guys have to say about it. Uh, but we got one episode left, so you yeah. know, we're gonna we're gonna put it up. And I hope to get some more you know ratings that yep. we can kind of read off next week. I'm sure the Daryl show that people will be flooding in. Can't wait to talk about Daryl. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> thousands. Yep, yep. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. So, like I said, hopefully we'll have some uh, some stuff for next week. Um, will that? You like know said, how it is with Daryls; they always got to be the center of attention. That's right. Damn right. We will. Uh, we will have some some Comic Con news next week for sure to talk about. So, thanks everyone for listening. Aaron, where can people find you on the internet? I'm in numerous places, but I do host the show out now out there in a day, a podcast hosted by my friend and I, my friend Abe and I. We talk about weekly movie releases. And yeah, we're in the throes of summer, so we got plenty of big movies to talk about every week these days. Uh, I also I'm also part of the Summer of '93 at 30 podcast series. It's part of the Brandon Peters Show, another podcast. It's hosted by Brandon Peters, Scott Mendelson, and myself. We talk about the summer movie season of 1993, which is always has been a lot of fun, just going over all those movies from back then. I write reviews for We Live Entertainment. Uh, my Dead City review can be found there, along with my movie reviews, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mr. Taylor? Uh, you can find me on uh, with Russ on the Gotham by Geek Show. We just did the Titans, where we cover the uh, the new uh, Titans issue, first issue that came out in DC Comics, so we checked that out. Uh, we also, on DC All-Stars, we covered the first six months of the Dawn of DC line of books. Uh, and on Nothing's On, you can hear me and Donnie talk a lot about with the strike and uh, a lot of the shuffling around of uh, TV and movies with all the craziness that's going on with everything. Excellent. Rich? On the socials at ChubToad01. And you can find me here, hhwlod.com for this podcast and like Daryl said over at Gotham by Geeks. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully we'll get some more feedback for next week. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, when there's no room in hell and the dead walk the earth, keep your grain close. Always cut the fat, cut the, cut the fat. <laughs> wow. <laughs>